Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where are the fellas? Hello and welcome to episode 61. Today's podcast is an update on what we've been up to for the last month. Before we get into the episode, if you're not following us on the socials, please do that. You can follow us at The Fayolas on all of the platforms. You can also sign up for our emails that we send out monthly at thefayolas.com slash email. When we left off on episode 57, we were in Yuma. Arizona, camping in the desert with our very first tarantula. Mm-hmm. Not go a back, good neighbor. Go back and listen to that episode for all those details. That's fun. So let's talk about the Jeep trails that we've done in the last month. I think we've done, what, four, three? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So let's start with Woodcutter's Pass. We talked about this one briefly on episode 58 of our 2022 recap post mm-hmm. um, because in that in that episode we talk about um, some of our favorite trails, and this one was just a challenging trail. I think you had mentioned it. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. This one uh, I picked to do because we were going to map it for Trails Off-Road, and without really finding much details on it, I didn't really research it, on all the maps that I have, it's called Dripping Springs Road. That doesn't sound very bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Except for this trail. Was actually dripping. With down. boulders. Yes. <laughs> and abandoned vehicles. Mm-hmm. The trail is probably pretty challenging um, if we were to rank it. I think we did rank it on Trails Off-Road as challenging. Yep. Because of the ruts and the um, boulder area, some of the areas yeah. are pretty much unavoidable so you would need like a lifted up jeep yeah, i mean we if, don't have that big of a lift and we have a jeep obviously and four by four so if you have those things you'll be fine like we weren't struggling it's just that it was it wasn't like a super scary trail or anything like that it just um there was a lot more rock crawling involved than i thought than i anticipated um there were some sections where yeah you just didn't matter you just had to do it You're also driving through a wash quite a few times, and so there was a few sections that we weren't sure where the trail actually went or where it picked up. Yep. Um, You're lucky, because if you sign up for Trails Off-Road, we now have this trail mapped for you, so you can just follow the GPS coordinates. (laughs) But for us, there was a few sections that were a little off, and... um, we weren't sure. We were following a trail. That's the thing. It was, but that we were, person had just picked one off a map, so it wasn't actually mapped. Well, what I think really what a couple times we got a little off the trail, we were just following the tire tracks. Like there was a bunch of tire tracks because mm. it looked like there had been recent activity out there, probably side-by-sides or something. So I just kind of followed that. It looked might made sense to follow that, and then we kind of got off into the woods. And the washes are filled with some soft sand, some large rocks, deep ruts. So make sure you can handle that if you, um, in whatever kind of vehicle you're in. Yep. That was a good one, though. While we were there, it was a little stressful because you're in the middle of nowhere. Adding to our stress, there was a couple things. Number one, we didn't have service. Yep. Number two, we didn't have food. (laughs) We were hungry. (laughs) We actually were going to eat before we left, and then we decided, oh, it's only, like, it'll take us about three hours, and then where we're coming out, we can have dinner. There was, like, a restaurant there we wanted to go to. And, like, waiting three hours is not that big of a deal. Yeah, no. The problem was it was a little bit more stressful of a trail, so it used more of our energy, and so we were then more hungry. Um, But it still only took us about three hours. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Looking back on it, it's it's not like, to me, it wasn't scary because we could have always turned around and just went back the way we could have. Right. It was a little, I, I guess the things that were a little scary about it was that it was number one unknown because there were no comments or anything like we didn't know what was gonna, <laughs> what was ahead for us. I mean, what if we got like almost all the way there and there was a huge you know, something we could like get a wash out or something. Yeah. Yeah. That we get, 
we couldn't we could not get past. Um, so that was the part that was a little stressful. I was more stressed that we were going to have to turn around and drive back. Yep. Yeah, like <laughs> two hours into the trail, then you yeah. got to turn around and go back. Because yeah. we were starving, and we just wanted to get through. Um, but we had plenty of water. It wasn't scary to me as, like, heights, because there was no heights. It's all, like, I mean, you're driving. It, nothing's too scary about it. Yep. You do got to do a little rock climbing, but not too much. And that's another thing is, like, it's a much slower pace. You know, you're only going a couple miles per hour for a lot of it. But even some of the scary parts about, like, rock climbing, it wasn't to the point where we thought we were going to get stuck or anything, right? I don't Not really, quite no. remember. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, that could have been a little scary, too, thinking that we were doing something that we could get stuck and then and we'd you, have to go get help. You even got to drive a little bit. There was a spot where it was, like, a kind of like a precarious turn uphill. Oh, it was yeah, very and steep. Those rocks. There was huge rocks, and we kept spinning the tires. So I got out. Well, you, you wanted to go. So you wanted to go up, but the way you wanted to go up, we were like sideways. And I'm like, no, this is terrifying. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'll drive. And you'll just tell me the way to go so I can drive up over the rocks instead yep, of so going I up spotted. sideways. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a good driver. So this doesn't happen often. <laughs> But it was a really good trail. In um, our show notes, we'll have GPS coordinates of, like, the beginning of the trail. Yeah. And we will also link the Trails Off-Road link. But if you do not, if you're not a member of Trails Off-Road, you won't be able to see it. All-access member. Before we move on to the next trail, what did you guys think about that one? It was probably the most scariest Jeep trail we've ever done. What? We've Why do you think cliffs. so? Well, we got we had to turn around a bunch of times because, like Dad said, we were just following tracks, and you guys were and thinking like, we just weren't going to eat. <laughs> that and we went up a few like super steep hills and we're going sideways, and I was like holding onto the chair for dear life <laughs> before I fell onto everyone else. There were a couple steep. I guess now that I now that you say that, there were a couple steep hills that you're like going up sideways kind of like off camber mm -hmm. yeah sideways jeep trails always scare me like when we're leaning on one side especially if there's a cliff on the side that we're leaning on and all the cars that were upside down with bullet holes in them <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially on the side of the road where it was tilted that is the cool thing about this trail is you will see some cool cars and car frames in different spots and an old mine Yep. With a skeleton in it. Um, it was really scary. I was starving. And I kind of liked it. You can find this trail. And again, we'll put the coordinates in the, the show notes. And we'll link to the Trails Off-Road map. It's in the uh, Barry Goldwater Range. You have to have that's a permit. just outside of Yuma. It's a free permit. You do it online, watch a little safety video. And then you can check in whenever. Go in there whenever you want. We've talked about it multiple times. You can also boondock in the beginning of this place. There's yep. other Jeep trails there. You can go to the border. A lot of cool things. So um, maybe we'll try to find some of those past podcasts as well and link those yep. as well. Yeah, after this trail, we decided we are going to make a uh, just-in-case box of, you know, like a small, I don't know, ammo can size box of, like, granola bars, chips. Like Pringle stuff, chips, stuff, stuff like that. that will like, yeah, stuff will that will stay good for a while. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we're gonna stick it in there under <laughs> under the seat or whatever, and then we can just swap it out like when we're out on the trail or something, you know, with something new that we have. Yeah. But there's been quite a few times that we didn't have food. We always have enough water. Food is always the thing that we don't because we always are thinking like we'll eat after the trail, we'll get like dinner, or you know, I don't know. Unless or we specifically, sometimes we specifically plan to do a, like a picnic out on the trail. On yeah. the trail, otherwise, yeah, it's like if we don't eat before we go, we always say, "Well, it's just going to be a couple hours, no biggie," and it kind of always turns into a catastrophe of everybody's starving, yeah, hangry. One of our biggest problems is this: we all wake up in the morning, Dad makes us breakfast, we enjoy the breakfast, and then instead of leaving right away, we waste a, a bunch of time. And then we leave at like 11.30 a.m. or 12.15. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't eat lunch. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to make a just-in-case box uh, and throw it in the Jeep. 
that'll help out. All right, so now the next trail is the Big Eye Mine Trail. It was, uh, let's go for a ride. Okay. That means Jeep Pro. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> but that one was cool. It was super easy, which I like that. Yep. Um, it was dirt road still, so it's still a Jeep trail. And there's a reason it's called the Big Eye Mine Trail. It, on one of the mountains, there it looks like it's a giant eyeball. Yeah. That eye. So the, the trail is actually called this because there's a mine there. And you, we'll talk about it later. Um, but the girls and I found an eye. And I'm pretty sure maybe that's why they named it of way back when. Maybe well, that's why they named the mine that. It is kind of like um, in one of the mountainsides, there is kind of like some uh, layers that resemble an eye. The mm-hmm. I, I saw it. Oh, and, yeah. And it looked like it. But the actual name from it comes from the Thumb Butte. Oh. In the... There's a butte that looks like a hand with the thumb sticking out. In between there, they call that the big eye. A little history for you. Didn't know that. Yeah. I think the eye that we saw looks more like an eye than the thumb butte. But yeah, the mountain that the eye was on, it like it was like a jagged mountain, and it kind of looked like a rhinoceros head. <laughs> that was a cool trail. It was like a 15-mile trail. But it, so this is an out and back. Yep. You have to go out the same way you came in. Super easy trail. You should be able to do this with no four by four or even probably lift. high clearance in a in a couple spots. Not necessarily lifted, but like high clearance vehicle because mm-hmm. there are some sections where like there was some rocky outcrops, might scrape or something. They definitely maintain this trail. There's like some spots that. It looks like they've brought rock out and yeah, like, fixed like, it or moved yeah. rock from somewhere else. Yeah, like if they had like a monsoon and they had a little washout, they came in and put gravel in. And at the end of the trail, there was a little mountain and we could climb up it. Yeah, you you and your sister climbed up. And there's also like a window kind of in the rocks, like a rock formation. Mm-hmm. Were you scared of snakes or anything? No. There wasn't actually a lot of cracks between the rocks. At the end of the trail is also a mine that you can actually walk to. It's what, a half mile hike to a cabin and stuff. We did not do that because by the time we got there, the sun was already setting. Yeah, there's some old abandoned structures, some mining equipment still. And you do pass on this trail, you do pass a couple different mines as well, or at least one. Well, yeah, there's one section where there's two mine openings. One of them's like a big door. Um, but those are on private property because this trail goes through the corner of private property. It goes into private property and back out. Because this is on the Kofa National Wildlife Refuge. But the Kofa National Wildlife Refuge has beautiful scenery, like endless teddy bear choya. They're everywhere. You should definitely try to touch one of those, pick it up, and put it in your Yeah, car. try to juggle them. Yeah, juggle. <laughs> Take it home. There's a bunch of saguaro cacti, mountain views all around. Mm-hmm. And when, when we were there, we were in the afternoon, and it gets dark there, 5, 5.30. We were driving to the end of the trail right before sunset. Like, we got to the end of the trail at sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just coming out of it, but the sun, like the golden hour on the mountains was awesome. Well, another bonus we had was it was kind of a stormy day. Yeah, there was and clouds so there was in the distance. tons of clouds, and they were, like, gloomy. There were dark clouds, but it was cool looking. Yep. Um, so I thought that that actually added to the drama of the landscape views. But at the end, we were coming back out, and we caught a really cool sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those clouds had cleared away, and yep. we could see the sun pretty good. I mean, it was perfect. It was a perfect day. But, yeah, that trail is actually really fun. Um, not scary, so it's a fun one to do yep. if you don't want to have gripping hands. Yep. Unlike the next one we're going to talk about, this one your hands probably will be sweating if you're like me. And yeah, this, that one's Laguna Ridge. This one goes through the Laguna Mountains. And you're driving um, on the ridge, the top of the mountain, on a two-track. Yeah, narrow two-track. There's no passing. And it's two-way. Mm-hmm. And so the Laguna Mountain Range is like, what, northeast yep. of Yuma? Yuma, yep. This is probably... Actually, it was this was scarier than the first Jeep trail. Because <laughs> we were on a cliff the entire time. Some of the times we were, like, tilted back or tilted forward. There's a couple steep sections to that. Mm-hmm. It was scary, but at the end, it 
kind of got better. Like, there's a more flat parts, and it wasn't, like, super deep on the sides. Yeah, like, the valleys on each side wasn't that deep. So this is the second time we've done this trail. The first time we had just a normal stock Jeep. It wasn't lifted yet. Yep. And so you can do this without being lifted, but... I don't remember doing this trail. I can't believe we did it. It was super <laughs> there, scary. There were a couple times that I was like, did we do this? Are you sure we did this? Yeah, what did, did we like, do? Wipe your hand on my arm because it's all like all balmy, yeah. nasty. There are a couple spots of the trail that you're driving feels like straight up and down. You're yeah. not. I mean, it's leaned and you're totally possible. I would throw it in. I told, I made you put it in four-wheel drive. And I don't know if you need to. Well, I would have I, eventually because some of those sections get so steep. Uh, it's not real technical or hard or anything, but it's so steep and it's loose gravel. Mm-hmm. So you just, in two-wheel drive, you just end up spinning your your tires and you have to put it in four-wheel drive anyways. And then I freak out. Now, I don't we want to slip it, on a hill. We did the trail from east to west and... I feel oh, yeah. like all the steep sections are in that direction. If you went I from agree. west to east, there'd be a lot of downhill, steep downhills. That's way better, though. I don't know. I don't yeah, mind. I don't mind either way because <laughs> the Jeep does fine. But Did we do it the same way both times? Yes. Oh, gosh. I don't remember those steep hills last time. <laughs> I think if I did it again, I might do it the other way just to get different scenery. Mm-hmm. But. It's cool though, and the people we met some people on the trail that said that there were some big sheep, big horn sheep. Yeah, they just said it was about an hour ago. I think they said they saw them, so we were like scanning for those. Didn't see any though. Bummer. There were um, a couple times that somebody was coming at us though. One time we were pulled off, which was nice, but one time we were on a hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were in one of the very narrow sections, and of course, off in the distance, you see somebody on a side by side coming our way. So I'm like, well, I'll come up a little bit further to see if there's a pull off or if it's wide enough to get off and we can pass each other. But sure enough, no, he kept coming and I kept going. And finally we came to a point and (laughs) we just kind of like both looked at each other with our hands up. (laughs) And uh, I ended up backing up probably about a hundred feet. And that's super feet. scary is backing up on a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about this trail is not only is it narrow and there's barely any room to pass at the passing spots. There's a lot of like zero visibility breakovers and turns. Mm-hmm. You're So you're coming up a hill and you have to go over the crest and you can't see on the other side. So you don't know if, the, if it goes right or left. Yeah. And there's a couple <laughs> intersections like that. That you actually have to make a turn while you're pointing at a 45 degree angle in the air. So having like a passenger that can at least like see out their window is helpful as well. Yeah, I had to ask a few times like where's my tire? But it's a cool spot. We'll put up a couple pictures of it. It's very interesting. I say like to me it's super unique. And also this whole area is scattered with trails like mountain bike trails and hiking trails. So they kind of crisscross, and at one point, there was a wide spot. We pulled off, and I was going to drone. <laughs> Hold on, though. Wide is like two-track next yeah. to my, a little tiny. <laughs> my driver's side tires were still in yes. one track. <laughs> but there was enough space for somebody to get by if they had to, mm-hmm. which I think somebody did pass yeah, by. Yeah, the people with the sheep, big yeah. sheep. Um, so I stopped to drone, and the girls got out. And there was a little trail. Up to a little bench, and there was, like, a, a rock, and it, like, said, what did it say? In memory of... Yeah, it was a little memorial spot. For a person, or... Yeah. Yeah. Probably a mountain biker or something oh, that yeah. liked the trail, or maybe somebody who helped, um, you know, develop that mm-hmm. s- that series of trails. Or maybe he made the, that little bench that was there. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, um, would you remember what that one was called? It was, sh- the bench said Sugarloaf. So I'm assuming that's the trail that it was. And there was a couple little bottles. I think there was like, were they little champagne bottles or something? And people had stuffed them full of money. So there's like money sitting out there. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if that's to help maintain the trail. Or maybe, something. yeah. Or whoever takes care of it. Who takes the money? I don't know. Apparently, it's just passed it on. I should have taken it. (laughs) 
I asked if we could. Dad said, is it your money? And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that's a fun trail. We've done it twice already. Um, scary, but fun. <laughs> we'll have to try to share some of the drone footage from that mm-hmm. to give you an idea what it looks like. That's very neat. In the last month, we also had Christmas. Yeah. So on Christmas Eve, we did a potluck dinner at our RV park at the clubhouse. There was a ton of people there. We brought some snacks. What did we bring there? We brought peppermint and bark, and it was really, really good. Yeah, it was. Everyone in the campground brought to a different type of food. A dish to pass. And then they went around and talked to everybody, and we all... Uh, yeah, we, we went around the whole room, and everybody kind of introduced themselves and gave a little backstory, told, you know, if we were um, full-time or some of them were annual residents there. We talked about what we all wanted for Christmas. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, so... And then after we left there, what did we go do? Christmas scavenger hunt. Yeah. So Mom printed out uh, three scavenger hunts. One for her, one for me, and one for Lexi, because Dad was the driver. <laughs> and we drove around uh, the little neighborhood and looked for a bunch of different lights, like we did last year. And so it and was And the year like, before that. Yeah. Third year doing it. Yep. Yeah, we did it in Vegas, we did it in Fort Lauderdale, and now in Yuma. And we had to look for, like, blue strand of lights or... Santa Claus with his bag. Or a snowman or, like, Frosty. Yeah. And out of the three years that we've done it, what year is the best year? Probably this year. Yeah, Yuma knows Christmas really well. Well, Especially (laughs) 55th Street. Well, we had an ace in the hole, and that was 55th Street. We drove around. We didn't want to just go down 55th because we knew we'd pretty much get everything. So we drove around the outskirts for like a half hour and we got some stuff checked off but and then we finished off on that street <laughs> yeah which kind of was a mistake and we knew it like, oh. do we really want to go down this road on christmas eve because it's so popular and it's <laughs> so many houses with decorations and sure enough i think we waited 20 to 25 minutes to even get onto the street mm-hmm. there's so many cars well that's our punishment for <laughs> We should have, Dad should have droned. Dad should have yeah. droned there. That would oh, be really cool. that would have cool. been cool to drone the lights. You should have. Yeah, because yeah. it'd be, like, dark, and then every, every like, spot in that neighborhood would be t- with twinkle lights. And then in the middle, there would be a giant star, pretty you much. You could go down mm-hmm. the middle of the street, and everybody would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> and then for Christmas dinner, we did the same thing we did for Thanksgiving, where we had a menu, and we all picked different items. Uh, but this year, we added a little twist. We did a snack menu as well, and we all picked snacks. I think Kylie picked um, the gingerbread men. Yeah, I did yes. queso. And then I had to do two because I just had one real food. Oh, okay. And so what were your but two? Do you remember? We never got the cupcakes. Oh, and you said cupcakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And peppermint bark. And what was yours, Dad? Do you remember? No. Did I even pick one? <laughs> I don't know. You did. Well, yeah, we picked queso, and we made a lot of queso. Oh, I think it. he did apple pie. No, not for Christmas. Did I? Yeah, yeah you no. did. Someone did apple pie. I mean, <laughs> apple pie. But that was a lot of fun. And then we ended up doing Christmas the next day. Yep, so we had a good Christmas. Did all the presents. I do want to mention one Christmas gift that I thought was really neat, uh, and that was my mom's career boxes that she did. So she, I'll let you guys tell it, tell what you got, but I just, I thought it was really cool because this year we are exploring different careers for each kid. Kylie wants to be a veterinarian, and Lexi's looking into being a scientist. So, um... I had mentioned this to my mom, and what she did was she bought a bunch of different things for each career that they're looking into that we're going to be able to use throughout the whole year. So it's two things. It's one, something fun for them to play with. It's a gift. And two, it's school stuff. Yeah, it's what we want. It's what we chose for this year. So it was a really cool gift, I think, because it killed two birds with one stone, which Mm -hmm. um, we love living in an RV. And in my career box, I got, like, 
some potion bottles, like empty ones. And if you wrote on like a special piece of paper and like you showed the light on the pen on it, and then it would like show it. Shine the light. Yeah, it's invisible. So it was invisible writing, and then you shine the light on it, and... It's a scorpion light. Yeah, we use UV light to see the writing. What kind of pen was it? It was an Ada Twist pen. I got an Ada Twist book. I got a lab coat. I got some glasses. Science glasses? Yeah. And a magnifying glass. Oh, and one of the nights, I trapped, like, I trapped a weird-looking bug. And I made notes on it on my piece of paper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was a really creepy bug. Yeah. It was, like, clear with a green body. It looked like a baby dragonfly, but it wasn't. Because it had really long antennas. So in with the beakers and all of that, you got a bunch of stuff for experiments as well. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Well, it had, like, some sort of ingredient in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I could make, like, some experiment on it. Yeah, and you also got a little bag that has a bunch of different stuff to make experiments. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, and Kylie, what would you get in your box? I got some Vet Academy books, uh, some chapter books on how to be a vet. And... Then I got, I got a vet coat, just like Lexi. She got a lab coat. I got an ID tag and that Daniel Supernos, both out of photo. Um, <laughs> x-rays. Oh, yeah, x-rays. The, those x-rays are pretty cool. Yeah, it shows a picture of the real animal, like just a photo of it. And then it shows the same animal, but in x-ray form. And then you got, um, like, a veterinarian kit or something, right? Yeah, veterinarian kit that I haven't gotten to yet. When am I going to do that? <laughs> when is it going to be on my homeschool list? I don't know. I thought those were really neat. They got a ton of other stuff, too, some Barbies and Legos and um, other connects. things. Yeah, connects and some other cool things. Uh, games, so Pandemic. Lego Jeep. Yeah, Lego Jeep. Yeah, I'm sure those will be in a digging at some point. But I thought these were really neat. Just, just a neat way for um, to incorporate like uh, school and also a fun gift. I mean, this is a cool gift for even a house. Like if we lived in a house, kids don't need a ton of stuff. They really don't. <laughs> I mean, they had you know they got a f- you know gifts from grandma, and they probably got what four or five things from us. That's it. <laughs> and they were totally happy, and they haven't even played with everything yet. <laughs> So it's just a good way to uh, have multiple things. And I hate just getting a gift that they just play with and it takes up space. Mm-hmm. This actually is something that we use in school and it feels like. It's, it's useful. It's useful. And it'll be around for a it's while. It's like an ottoman with storage in it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys got a ton of clothes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And one of my clothes are bell bottoms. Yeah, oh, she loves love them. those things. And then next came New Year's, and this for, this year for New Year's we did something different. It was my sister's idea, and I loved it, so I ended up doing it for the girls. Because they did it too. Yep, they did it as well. What'd we do? We did a balloon popping activity set. <laughs> <laughs> nice name. So we had 12 balloons, and inside the balloons were something r- wrote down on a piece of paper. And when they popped the balloon... We did whatever it was. So it was mm-hmm. one balloon for each hour. Yep. And we, what time did we start? One? I think and so. we went to 11. And the la- the very last balloon, it said, get fancy, no makeup. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do right before that? What was the? Yeah, what was our 10 o'clock balloon? It was kind of crazy, but. Go to the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. we only had about. We were only down there for like 30 minutes. Yeah, because then we had to come back. Yeah. Um, I had to get had ready a, for yeah. the, the ball drop. Yeah, at 10 o'clock, we were down at the pool swimming, sitting Next in the hot Next year, tub. we do have to plan that better, though, because the ball drop, there is no ball <laughs> this time zone, I don't think. <laughs> so, like, we, we just kind of waited to the very last minute to look for it because normally we're on the East Coast, and it's super easy. You just, like, go to, you know either the New York City or Miami, and you have your ball drop. Yep. 
Well, and or Pacific, you just go to it in real life, or in yeah. uh, Arizona Standard Time, or whatever this mountain mountain time. Uh, we like panicked. We didn't know where to go. We're, we're like looking all over the internet. Yeah, it's mountain time. There's mountains. There's no cities. <laughs> <laughs> they did have like they showed Phoenix, I think, with a whole bunch of fireworks. So that was kind of yep. cool. But we just counted down ourselves. We did good snacks on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We did um, our. New Year's Eve tradition. Oh, yeah. Our new tradition is make twice baked potatoes every New Year's Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else did we have? We had root beer floats. Yeah, that was I one of the, uh, the activities at seven, right? Yeah, I felt like I was about to burst out of <laughs> sugar. <laughs> I was like, I think I had enough sugar for about two years. <laughs> well, there was something else that we had throughout the night, and then we cheersed at midnight. Apple cider, but it was in like a champagne bottle. Yeah, it wasn't apple cider, was it? No, it, w- it was sparkling cider. It was not the apple cider one, but it was the There's blush or something. There was sparkling yeah, was cider blush. and then blush, but they weren't with it's, alcohol. Yeah, so it's technically not apple cider. It's sparkling apple cider. So it has, like, carbonation in it. Yep. Yeah, which t- makes it even better. <laughs> but yeah, but that was fun. We had little, um, We I had to go run over to, the, like, the dollar store at the last minute and get champagne <laughs> glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids are like, wait, we don't have champagne glasses, Dad? Like, you have to go get those. <laughs> and I'm like, red solo cup. This is what, what we use, right, for a New Year's Eve party? Earlier in the day, I was like, I got in the fridge to get something out um, for one of our things, and I saw this gigantic root beer bottle. I was like, what is this for? Because I knew we had ice cream. We had those super cool straws that Dad got. Or they're not super cool, but they're just flexible straws. <laughs> um, and so we had those. Then we had... We had the root beer and the ice beer cream. and the ice cream. So all day I was like, "It's gonna be, it's gonna be root beer float." Yeah, and finally then, we popped the yeah. balloon with it. Yeah, and then we watched a movie while we ate the root beer. What float. movie did we watch? A Knight's Tale. <laughs> yep, that was super fun though. I think uh, we did. We had game games in there. Lego building. Yep. Yeah, we movies, worked together. Crafting. And we also, a couple of the balloons were to hang out with family members. So we hung out with grandma and grandpa. We also got to hang out with our with their cousins. So they video chat them, FaceTimed them. Mm-hmm. But there are separate hours. Yep. The other part of the night that I thought was really cool is the music. Yeah, we did music from each era to kind of coordinate with the year. Like So for, uh, the, for or, 1 o'clock is when we started. Yeah. And what do we do? The 1910s. 1910s. (laughs) And then for 2 o'clock, 1920s, so so on and so forth. 1930s. Yep. The only bummer with that is I had planned the video chats at like, what, 8 o'clock and 6 o'clock or something? I don't know. During like good music. (laughs) So I'm like, darn it. And then we were at the pool at 10 o'clock, which would have been 2000s. Yeah. So I was a little bummed there. So during the last hour, we kind of played a bunch of music <laughs> from the station. Yeah, while we waited for the ball drop. Yeah. Yeah, we but, had to expose our kids to some of our old school music. <laughs> but that is really fun. You should definitely do that next year, is just play the music from the era. That was That was fun. Even the old school music. I felt like I was in a... Uh, vintage, vintage yeah. store. Yeah, get, like around. a lot of some classical, some opera, some big band. It was all genres. You and don't even have to do the balloon thing; just do the music because it was really fun. And it was cool because you actually hear like when music. Like it was super boring, and I was like, "When is the music going to get better here?" <laughs> and then you, once you started to get it. Once Tony, you start to get Then we got to older. the 50s. And I think Tony said, like, you got to wait till Elvis comes around or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah he and, stirred, up, stirred it up. Yeah, and it actually did change all the music. <laughs> so I think that's it for those things. The last big section or big thing that we've done in the last month is we started school. So for more information on how we homeschool, you can listen to an episode that we did all on homeschooling 
Episode 34. Yep. That one's homeschooling on the road. We do year-round school, mm-hmm. so we start fresh in January. Yeah, so you can do homeschool multiple different ways. A lot of people follow the school year, and they will do it just during the school year. And so they take the whole summer off. I'm not a fan of that, number one, because we always have summer. <laughs> so we like we have good seasons all year round because that's the seasons we chase. Um, yep. So we would rather take off multiple different weeks throughout the year. Uh, and then second, if people do annual school year and they still follow the school year, but they do annual. To me, that's super weird because I can't stand starting anything in the middle of a year. That's just OCD. You can do that if you want to. You can, but it's weird. So I have always started school in January since the kids were brand new at this and I've home, they've only been homeschooled. Yep. So all of our schooling goes from January to December. And technically, we will have this summer off because we're going to Michigan and... We're not having <laughs> summer still, off. You're still doing school. <laughs> but it's not like we're going to do have to do it every day. We're going to be hanging out with but everybody else. I will they say... They have school too, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do school together. <laughs> that would be make it much more... You fun. will have some breaks, I'm assuming, because I'm going to be working on the RV a lot. Well, Grandma and Grandpa can do school. Yeah. <laughs> Give them something to do, huh? Eh? Grandpa's actually so really now, good So since we started in January, we just started a brand new year. And I now have a fifth grader and a third grader. And that's crazy. Yes. I can't even believe I'm fifth. Fifth grader. We've been homeschooling for six years. <laughs> that's pretty wild to think about it at in our house and in our RV. Yep. I can't believe I'm fifth grader. I can't either. I can't, either. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm third grader. They did have the first week of January off, um, and we just now completed our first, or the first week. So they had the first week off. They started the second week of January. Yep. And then it's going to go back to normal school days once we get into, like, the middle of the month because... Well, we're, we yeah. kind of do... We, maybe not intentionally, but we kind of do a soft start. <laughs> like it's all, most of it's all new curriculum and, you know, cause it's me being the homeschool teacher. I don't review the work until the day of starting it. So it takes me a little extra time to go through the material and explain it to the kids. But a lot of, we use a lot of the same curriculums year after year. So I kind of know the basics and then we'll go through and. I did plan a Get lot, it going. so we may have to adjust a tad, but we use Homeschool Planet Planner, yeah, the which, first... is, which is cool because we can put, I plan everything out in that, and then Tony can just follow that to teach the kids, because he's not good at that kind of stuff. I'm not organized, so I would be, <laughs> Homeschool be would be awful if I wasn't around. <laughs> what was funny is on the very first day of school this entire for this entire year, um, I woke up and I got up and I just kind of wanted to see what my homeschool schedule was. <laughs> and I woke up <laughs> and I got on my phone, got on the homeschool app. It was a mile long. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Literally. She said she when she asked me if it was like real life, <laughs> she's like, I just had to scroll all my assignments for the day. I'm like, hey, talk to your mom. I, I'm just the teacher. <laughs> Yeah, so the homeschool app that we use, the planner is really cool because the kids each have it on their phones. So and they, we cross it off as we do stuff. Yep, so they can see it all on their phone. They go through the list, and they can cross things off, and then they go to Tony for and future then things. And Dad grades everything afterwards. I'll link Homeschool Planet in the show notes, but I think we talked about it as well in that episode 34, and it should be linked there. If it's not, maybe I'll go back and link it because Homeschool Planet Planner is awesome it's a game changer it's super you can like plan way ahead of way ahead so like i've planned the entire year already mm-hmm. um and you can adjust it you yeah, can you adjust can the schedule things. for time and start date end date and all that stuff and it'll kind of figure out uh when when your lesson or your whole curriculum will be over what time of year yeah we can adjust the other that. cool thing too is 
we take off time all the time and we don't know when that's going to be. We have all holidays marked off already and like major weeks. Like for example, you know, the day before, like the Christmas week, I know I'm going to take off. Thanksgiving week, we're not going to have school. Or like we only, if it was a birthday week, we'd only take like a couple days off or Mm -hmm. just So, but let's say we're in a really cool spot and we want to take some extra time off to do that. I can go in and take those days off as a day off and it will automatically adjust the whole calendar. So it's really cool. But yeah, I think school's been good. It's been a little crazy. They've been getting out a little late, four o'clock or so. (laughs) So hopefully we can get better at that. (laughs) Yeah, we just need to get back into the groove because we had, essentially, we had almost a few weeks off. and Three. Yeah, three weeks off. Two weeks in in December, December, one week in January. It's just one of those things we had to roll. And, you know, not having to get up and get ready and go to school. So we can just kind of like roll into it, you know? Yeah, I don't think our kids have got out of pajamas in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got dressed a couple of days. You get dressed to go outside and then you go back in your pajamas when you come in the house. No, I get dressed and then I stay dressed for whenever, from whenever I got dressed to until dad tells us to get our get ready for bed. So that is what we've been up to for the last month. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas and holiday and Happy New, New Year. Year. I hope it was all great for you as well. And I'm excited for the new year. Yeah, hey, we got some big things coming up. Before we end, let's do a dig in. What we're digging is about what we're loving this week. From a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, mom, and dad. Lexi, what are you digging? I'm digging homeschool. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> and so what what exactly are you digging about homeschool? Homeschool. <laughs> Just like some new things that you're doing this year? Yeah, like typing. Yeah, you're doing typing? Um, My new journal. That's pretty. Yeah, your journal is super pretty. It's like a, it's like black with gold, like a gold sun. Mm-hmm. And like there's. You're doing IEW this year, which is. Yeah. With, with. Uh, Andrew Pudua. Andrew Pudua on DVD. Yeah, she's actually using my book and then I'm starting um, the next, next year, which. Next, yeah, level spot. two. What's the hardest thing that you think is going to be a struggle Probably IW. <laughs> All right, Kylie, what are you digging? Okay, I'm digging a couple things that we got for Christmas. So Uncle Larry got us um, a gift card, Amazon gift card. And what I got is a super cool T-Rex that opens its mouth. You can put stuff in its throat, but it doesn't go all the way through, which I thought it did, but that's it's still really cool. They have a Jurassic Park, and they have a... They actually have a lot of different kinds, like Camp Cretaceous and stuff. And there's Kylie's a lot of dinosaurs. Kylie's obsessed with dinosaurs and animals. I don't think she's ever going to grow out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she loves dinosaurs. All of their dinosaurs are super cool because their mouths open and they roar. And You might lots, think that's super cool. <laughs> and lots of their parts actually move, like their legs and their arms and stuff and their tails. They Okay. What's the but second thing huge. you like? <laughs> one, one thing about that thing is it's huge. Yeah. Like this giant T-Rex. And the, one of the brachiosaurus, it's bigger than this table pretty much. That's crazy. <laughs> the second thing I'm digging is another dinosaur thing, but it's on Minecraft. It's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's real dinos. Yeah, there's real dinosaurs that actually move. I have no idea how these people made it. But... Whoever did, thank you, because I love it. (laughs) Minecraft has been a big hit in our house. I think it was a digging on one of the last podcasts we did, and it's still a digging. I won't do it again. I just wanted to (laughs) talk about that really cool thing. We're late to the Minecraft game, but they've been loving it. What are you digging? I am digging my new journal. (laughs) When Lexi said that, I was like, oh, that's funny. I have been doing bullet journals for a while. And I actually got the kids started with the bullet journals as well. That's what they use now is a bullet journal. And I love that because I cannot wait for them to be like 18 years old and have, you know, a whole stack 
of books. I'm just super excited about that. I don't know if they'll continue journaling after they move out or leave us. We will. But you're going to be doing it while you're with me. So maybe it'll build some kind of habit because I'm obsessed with it. And I love that they can have all these books that they look back at. I mean, I'm I'm keeping my star journal from last year. <laughs> and I now also bullet journal, but this year I started the traveler journal type thing. So it's a leather leather wrap and it has a couple cords in it that books hook into. So I can change out the books. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, those those books are all they can all be changed out. So like you can have a stack so you of keep books. the cover, but you just change the insert. Multiple insert, and you have multiple inserts in there. So okay. right now I have three books in mine, um, and something new. So here's this is where the OCD comes in. I always start a bullet journal, and because I started late in my life, I never used to bullet like journal when I was younger. Um, I'm very bad at it. I start it, and then I can't remember to do it like halfway through the month, and then I can't do it again until the end of the month. I have to start fresh and then on the first, and then once I get like halfway through the year and I've forgot like a few months, then I'm just like I can't even start again until January first. <laughs> so I end up wasting this whole book, and so that's why I like the bullet journal because you can just start up the bullet journal whenever you want. Well. I still can't handle it. I still can't handle this journal that has like July 5th. And then I haven't, <laughs> haven't journaled again until like September 6th. <laughs> I don't see a pro- Do you skip all those pages? No, I don't. I, I start right back up, but I don't know. It's just weird. And so if you look at my last bur- bullet journal, I actually like stopped in like September and I couldn't finish it because I was like, I got to wait till January 1st. So... This new traveling journal, what I like about it is there's these little books in there. So if I do that halfway through the year, which I'm hoping I don't, I hope I journal every single day. But if I don't, I'll just take out that book and put a new one in there and I won't see the last date. (laughs) It won't stress me out. (laughs) So I'm excited to try it out. That's what I'm digging. I'll put a picture of what I got. I love it. It looks nice. Dad, what are you digging? I'm digging my new storage bins. So I went through my... You always have the dorkiest things well, on your you digging. Know, Last time you had a crock pot. I'm easily <laughs> amused, okay? So I've been struggling the last few months with my... One of my... or two, One or two of my garages. One of them is strictly for like tools and stuff like that and ladder. And it's so full you have to throw it in and shut the door. It is. It's gotten to a point where I just had so much stuff in there and I have so many, I had so many different types of containers. You know, I had an open toolbox, like a carrying little carry box for tools. I had a bag for tools. I had a regular toolbox and I had a couple crate milk crates. So it got to a point where you could only put, put it in a certain way, you know, you can't stack on top of some of them. So they would, it would stuff would tumble out if you open the door after (laughs) like a drive day Things would fall out and when I opened the door. So I just had enough of it. So I went to Home Depot. I bought, I think, six of these bins. I took everything out of those bays, and I just kind of went through, and I put, I kind of organized. You'd be semi-proud of what I did out there. But now it's easy. There's just everything stackable. Everything's in closed bins for the most part, you know, stuff that would fit. And it's kind of divided up into their own little sections. So now if I need something from the very back or like the kind of a pass through where the ladder and stuff goes, all I have to do is take two bins out, set them on the ground, and then get my ladder out. And then I can just put the two bins back without having 30 toolboxes. (laughs) Well, without having, you know, six or seven loose items that I have to set on the ground. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's just neater now or cleaner now. Mm -hmm. I get it. So... It makes me happy. When I go in there, like today, I today I replaced a toilet. Uh, I knew <laughs> That'll where be on a podcast. everything was. I just got my specific bins out, got a couple tools, did did my work. That's why you're much happier doing that. <laughs> I didn't hear you out there swearing, at the, <laughs> slamming the door. Yeah. Normally, I hear a door slam at least two or three times for every project that you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would go... Beep, beep, beep. 
Yeah, that I'd be mad at the pr- whatever broke, and I'd also be mad at my messy tool area. Yeah, then you come in and complain. Yep. And what's cool is it's not just tools, like Dad said. It's also like he has a specific little bin for like all of our outdoor twinkle yeah, lights. Yeah, that's the, that's the second garage I did. Outdoor lights. We have a bunch of string lights and rope lights and all that, and uh, solar flame lights. All those things. They each they all have a spot now. They're in one bin or two bins. I can just take them out. People listening to this is like, he didn't have a spot for those things. I did, but it was a pile. It was a big <laughs> pile in a garage. Yeah, you just piled it all in the garage and yeah. shut like the door. If you pulled one thing out, you get in about four things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have a tent and dad like hangs all the lights around it. It's yeah. pretty. So that's what I'm digging. Organized tool bay. I think that's it for this podcast. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah, I think they take care of this, or they have a lot of maintenance. They maintenance this trail. I don't know how you call it. What you say to that. (laughs) When we loft, loft on, off. And like, and like, (laughs) And there was like people. Oh. <laughs> Tony said that Elvis was the WAP of the fifties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. They are amazing. <laughs> I swear, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to bust that. I'm going to break all of our microphones. I thought I sent you it. I don't know what I'm digging yet. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, do. I have, I, we, so. Okay, uh, let's hurry up with this podcast. I need to go. <laughs> oh, by the way, the black. Twice baked to the twi- Wait, whoa. <laughs> Betuitos. Excited about the new toilet. Did you, did you want me to ask you? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to set you up? <laughs> that's it, my the nod and smile. That yeah, means go. That's what you guys do to us. Do that too. Was uh, our, our, our... What I thought you were going to dig is the new toilet.